Welcome to the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who claim to be woke and pro-black. And all that they use in their hair is shea moisturizer. But then they just found out this week that shea moisturizer is owned by a white woman. Okay. And this is Jaren. And this is TJ. And man, so you ain't know that, huh? Um, I'm... I don't think I was in the uh, market to know, yeah. but now I do. <laughs> All right. So give us a little background on uh on what's the beef with Shea Moisturizer and it being owned by a white woman or a black person or whatever the case may be. Why why are they in the Twitter feeds this week? Basically, um, Shea Moisturizer was kind of built on the support and loyalty of black women, right? It's a hair care product. Okay. And um and so like I said, they were built on the loyalty of black women and then it seems like they kind of slowly made their way to open up to being uh accepted to the masses. AKA okay. to have white women in their commercials. Yep, no problem with uh expanding your business, right? Well, it kind of is if you again built your loyalty and your brand or your brand on the loyalty of black women, and then you switch it up, that is kind of problematic. All right, so what did they do that was so wrong? What did, what was so wrong about what What did they do? Well, in this commercial they had, they, it starts off with a, a light-skinned girl who's kind of, uh, she could be mixed, but she, she was talking about the struggles of having curly hair and how people used to throw little spitballs in it and stuff. And yep. she was on there, she opened it up, and then... It went into just a whole bunch of like white women talking about the struggle of uh, having red hair and having to dye it blonde and and about, um, you know, how they had to cut their hair because it was too long and that kind of thing. And right, so right. and they and they had no representation of the uh, I guess the um types of women who their hair care product was originally intended for gotcha all right so it sounds like they built their brand and now some other business because you said it's owned by a white woman now right yeah it got bought so out by some marketing firm some marketing they firm, got bought basically. out by a marketing firm yep. and it seems like they've forgotten who was supporting them over all this time and now they're trying to cater to a different group of people but in doing so they're not maintaining their loyalty to the people who made them who they are. Right. Okay. That's what the, that's what that. that's what these Twitter streets are saying. Mm, gotcha. I don't I don't really use it much, but that's what they say. Yeah, it's hard for me to speak on it because I don't I don't recall using Shea, but I've used a lot of hair care products. But my hair isn't the kinkiest, so I don't have to go above and beyond <laughs> to try to find a uh, a product that works for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, I remember my my sister getting her hair combed and, like, just that struggle of, you know, like, being tenderheaded and that kind of thing. Even when I had my little fro, like, it was was a struggle. So, I get it. It was struggle city. Yeah. So, let that be a lesson to people who are building their businesses on the the love and support of the black community. Don't, uh, don't build your business so big, sell out, and allow them or company who buys said company that was built with the black community. Don't just sell out and try to uh, push your product just on another race because uh, 
Twitter Twitter streets will they'll take you down, man. Or at least they'll just have at least just hire a black dude to sit in the corner and let you know, like, like, hey, Marcus, is this cool? Like, <laughs> yeah, like let him let him watch the commercial first, and then right. and then let him tell you if uh if if this is a go. Right, Marcus would be like, nah, man, I don't think this is gonna work. I just saw Shea Moisturizer Company. It all went bad. Don't do this. Exactly. So, right, so my tip is hire Marcus. We... Hire, hire somebody named Marcus and you'll be good. Exactly. Or uh, DeAndre. Hire DeAndre. <laughs> yeah, Dante. Dante is a good yeah, person to Dante hire. Dante will work. Yeah, that's dope. Yep. So, let's get into what we talk about this week. So, uh, oh, wait a minute. Or uh, Charmaine. You can hire her too. Equal opportunity. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can't, yeah, can't forget the women. Yep. Can't forget the women. All right, so what you got, dog? What's going on this week? Um, I'm. I had a little struggle. I had a, I had a conversation the other day, and I had a epiphany that uh, okay. I'm always ready to leave. Like no matter what's going on, I'm always like just over wherever I am. Okay, so you you always ready to go? Always ready to get the fuck out. <laughs> so this isn't talking about getting dressed and being ready to leave out the door. This is you're going to a destination. You get it's a little bit of that too. You get you get to said destination, yeah. and as soon as you walk in, you want to go. Pretty much. So, like, say I go to the zoo. Uh huh. Like you know, at the parking and all of that, and then you have to walk like half, a, like a mile and a half just to get there. By the yeah. time I'm in there. I'm pretty much ready to go, especially if it's a hot day. Like I'm constantly just like over the shit. I'm always right. just ready to leave. Like I don't no. have to see any animals. What, like what I see a peacock you, and I'm man? ready to go. I don't, what is? Why did you even go in the first place? What are you doing? I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know if it's like an anxiety thing or what it is, but like, like even like going to like a party or something, like the yeah. Webby concert. Like, after our little adventure, just getting in there, by the time I got patted down, I was ready to go. And <laughs> then they told me it's going to cost $80 to get in. I was really ready to go. Nah, dog. I'm going to tell you what. The problem that you had at that Webby concert is you looked around and you was like, I might die here tonight. <laughs> you was ready to go, dog. That's the problem. You know, I'm not even sure if it was the fear of dying at the Webby concert, although that would have been, like, bad business. but. Just the fact that there was just so many people there, I didn't really want to be there anyway. But see, most of the time in these situations where I'm ready to go, I'm always kind of like sacrificing, doing like a selfless act of just being there in the first place. <laughs> so, so like dog, going to the zoo, terrible. I probably didn't want to go. You sound like you're antisocial, dog. You sound like an, an antisocialite. Okay. So, no, that's not the problem either. Because say like I go to, uh, to a restaurant. And the restaurant is, uh, you know, we, we, we ate our food, we ate our food and everything. I don't want no dessert. It's time to go. I just want my check. I'm ready to go. I'm done with everything that I needed to do there. I don't want to sit around. We could talk in the car. We can right. go to the next spot. I'm even cool with going to the next spot. Dog, that's so, terrible. So you're at this establishment. You paid your money. Like, I'm a little bit different from that. If I paid my money to be there... I'm going to sit there until I get tired of sitting there. I'm going to sit and I'm going to wait. Don't try to rush me out of my seat. I've eaten at your establishment. I paid you. 
This is my house for the moment. I paid to live here for the moment. And you would rather go to the car and sit and talk in the car? You can do that anytime. No, I'd rather go to the next spot. So it, it can be the, the um, it might just be like to a bar, to another bar or something. Okay. Or we could continue this conversation in the car. But I just, even the restaurants, they don't even want you to be there that long. They want you that out. Ain't my bi- Yo, that ain't my but business, though. I, I don't want. I don't feel like sitting there. <laughs> like if I'm at somewhere, like I, I, I feel you. Like if I'm gonna be somewhere and get my money's worth, I'm gonna you know stick around. But I'm not paying to right, get right. in the restaurant. I'm I'm paying to eat. The Webby concert. Oh, I was in there until the end. I was ready to go, <laughs> but I was gonna see some damn Webby uh, singing um, "Independent." You know what I'm saying? Even though yeah. I, I don't know anything about that song, but I was gonna be there. Right. So I feel that. All right. I mean, I see what you're saying. So yesterday we took my daughter out for her birthday. We went to uh, to the Long Beach Aquarium, which was very nice, by the way. It wasn't see, bad at all. I, could already, I already feel like I'm going to be ready to go. <laughs> as soon as you say go to the aquarium, like, oops, yep. that sounds yeah, like man. a lot of walking yeah, and man. a lot of just standing around looking at the same stuff. I'm ready to go. I did. I did walk in the door and I was happy to be there and I was happy that the kids was happy. But low key, a piece of me was ready to go. <laughs> how how, how long did like, it take? I just like being at home, huh? How long did it take before you were ready to go? Um, dog, I got people watching. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> All right, it wasn't. It wasn't as soon as I walked in, but uh. Probably people want to hear the truth, man. I'm going to be honest, dog. It was like 10 minutes, dog. After 10 minutes, exactly. to get up out of there. And didn't you go, <laughs> didn't you go to a birthday party recently? Yeah, yeah. I went to a friend's birthday party. How, how, how long? No, you went to a kid's birthday party recently. Yeah, right? to a friend's child's birthday okay. party. Yeah. How long did it take before you were ready to leave from there? You know what? That one, I tolerated a little bit longer because I was joined being with the friend. So that, that wasn't too uh, bad. Okay, okay. The, the, only, the only hard part about that is when you go to a friend's birthday party, like a kid's party, and you're going with, with your kids, you can't really, you're really not there for you. You're there oh, for the no. party. That, that's what I'm saying. It's so, a selfless act. So that's it's, what I'm saying. So you don't, you, don't get to en- you don't really get to enjoy it as you watching a kid and making sure no other kid is beating up your kid or snatching none from your kid, taking your kid's candy bag. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is. It's just me following my son around as he runs around all the little games, like, <laughs> like he a Chuck E. Cheese, and you're just waiting for him to run out of money. And that's all it's about. And at that well, that's exact- the problem. You went to Chuck E. Cheese, dog. Ugh. Yo, Dylan, at this point, when we walk, when we drive past Chuck E. Cheese, he say, Dada. Or he usually tells his mom because his say, mom nope, is who taught nope, him this. Nope, this nope. No, no, no. His mom is who taught him this shit. She'd be like, oh, Dada, Chuck E. Cheese is nasty, huh? It's dirty. Cause it is, man. It's 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 pretty filthy, man. Uh, also, y'all trained him Very to like German. think it's a, a disgusting place. Yeah, dog. So he looks at Chuck Chucky e. Cheese, dog, and it's disgust. It it freaks him out. It's disgusting to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably should have did that, but my kids are trained. <laughs> they're trained to know that I ain't with that shit. Like we're gonna be gone pretty soon. Yeah. So. So, so they know, like, I'm going to let them live for a little bit. Like you said, it's a selfless thing when you go to like a birthday party situation. Right. Um, right. But I mean, all of it is selfless. When you're talking about doing stuff for your kids, it's, it's all of it is selfless. It's trying to make your kids happy. They're going to have more fun than you. The enjoyment that you're supposed to get is the fact that your kid is happy. That's See, what you get out of I've, it. I've gone, I've gone to events by myself 
which is the worst because I'm really ready to go. I, I barely will even make it to like an industry event if I'm by myself. So just forcing myself to go is, is big enough. And that's a problem right, already. Right. So right. let's say I actually make it to this shit, right? Yep. I might sit down. I, I'll look for people that I might know. And if I don't see a lot of them, or if I don't see a couple people that I can talk to, I start the time right then. I'm looking at my <laughs> clock. I'm gonna be like, uh, I'm gonna stay at this. I'm gonna stay for this predetermined amount of time. Like uh, I went to a friend's party. So why even go, dog? Why are you even going? Just to show if, my if face. That's your... See, now this is just just though. just so to appear got... just to appear social. So it's still uh, an uh, a selfless act. Like I went to no, those see, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a selfless act though. Like you're going, aren't you going to enjoy yourself too? No, I'm going for business. Oh, okay. All right, all right. So, so I might go for business and just to kind of network kind of thing. Right. But right. then, okay, a lot of those things they end up being just a party, and I'm not here for that shit. So. <laughs> So, Doug, so, I, I look, so I look at the clock, guy, I look at the clock and I'm like, whatever the closest, um, half hour increment is, I'm out of right. there. So right. let's see right now. It's one so thirty. You missed so, miss the whole purpose. You missed the whole purpose. of You being there, you going there for the business. You ain't networked with nobody because they bullshitting. They, it's just a party. That's what networking is. Nah. Like I'm going to choose you and your product because I'm we there. bullshit together. I'm there about business trying to meet models or um, makeup artists or hairstylists, whoever. That's why I'm there. Right. I don't I'm know not, if you're I'm not there I don't to know make friends. I get that. You, but that's what networking is, though. That's the whole thing. You hope you missing the whole point of networking. You missing the whole point. Like you're supposed to get in there. You have a drink, whether you want one or not. You know what I'm saying? No, you're oh, I do all of that. Right, right, right. I'm saying I do all to, of that. You're supposed to sit there and do all the stupid small talk. That you really don't give a shit about, but last you know, last show you talked about how you don't like small talk, so that's already problematic. For no, me. no, I don't. I don't like. I don't like. Hey, how was work today? Hey, how's the weather? I don't like that. Okay. I don't so, mind. So I don't this, mind. I don't so mind at, coming at this up. Event, the, go ahead. At this event, that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a ton of. No. Hey, how's the weather? No. Nah. Hey, so uh, how about those bulls? Nobody's oh, gonna. Nobody's saying that, no shit like that. At, at a, in a club, are, nobody's talking about the weather at a club. No, no, you talk. We're talking about networking event. That's that's where these. You ain't networking are. at no damn club, are you? That ain't no networking. <laughs> the, these are these are normally at a at, at a club. So the fashion, I'm talking about fashion industry stuff. So the fashion industry stuff is normally at some type of lounge or a club. It's a party it's, instead of a networking event. So how are y'all talking like with, with like a bunch of music in the background and such? Exactly. That's my point. These network events, they're normally the setting is a club. It's normally like a club um, or a lounge. Yep. Like you said, it's loud music playing. It's not really a um, real situation where you can talk to people outside of just like the typical club environment. So right, you're yelling right. at people, everybody's drinking, nothing wrong with any of those things. No, it's a problem with yelling at people trying to get your networking trying on. Trying to get your point across, yep. But normally it's just go there, get some Facebook ads or whatever, and that's pretty much it. It sounds like, uh, and you've been doing this over the last few podcasts, is 
you've been making yourself out to be an antisocial person who don't wants to be around other people. And you get there, show your face, and then you out. That's what it seems like, bro. Again, it depends on the situation. Um, as far as the always ready to go, I don't think that's an antisocial thing because I can be enjoying the conversation. But as soon as it dies down, it's time to go. Gotcha. So okay. I might go. I might go to a cigar thing, and if somebody is, is, you know, if the conversation dies down, if the energy starts dying down, I'm ready to get out of there. So if it ain't jumping the entire time, you up out of there. You trying to get up out of there? If it's not keeping my attention, yeah. Gotcha. All right. If I'm not having like a like the time of my life, I'm ready to go, man. Always ready to go. <laughs> All right, people. People who's going out with Jaren, going to hang out. I'm going to have to watch for you now, dog. Whenever we go somewhere, I got to make sure that uh that you ain't like looking around and looking bored and shit, man. Because... Watching my clock. <laughs> <laughs> right. You keep looking at your watch because you probably ready to go or some shit, man. Yeah, I'm saying like we 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 went to that uh that bar that time. I took you to that bar when yep. you were last here. And no, that was cool speaking because that, we had a lot no, to talk speaking about. Speaking of that, dog, I was I was sitting there, I was enjoying a moment. Your ass was probably ready to go after you. <laughs> after no, 10 we minutes, dog. we had we we had we were having a good conversation. It was all good, but okay. as soon as the conversation was about to die down and the drinks had dried up, yeah, it was time, it was to, time go. to go. Got you. So all right, I feel that. So in some other news, uh, Aaron Hernandez. He took himself out, man. Aaron Hernandez, or some believe that he took himself out. Others believe it was conspiracy. Aaron Hernandez, the football player, tight end for the Patriots, former tight end for the Patriots. What's up with it, Jarvis? I see you. So, uh, by the way, listeners, uh, we are on Facebook Live, and we didn't mention, if we didn't mention that. So if you hear us shouting out some people, don't mind us. We're just acknowledging our people on Facebook Live. And viewers, we are recording our podcast, so you will be able to listen to this whole thing oh yeah you can go and go check us out and by the way if we not if we not replying to every comment to you viewers we apologize because we are recording the show uh, or we just so, don't care about talking to you so yeah <laughs> that's all jerry yo. <laughs> that's all jerry yo but um aaron hernandez right former tight end for the patriots he murked a few people he was a street thug that's what CNN will call him. But actually, he was, dog. He was, he was uh, all tied yeah. up, and he was killing people. Yeah, he was definitely about <laughs> he, was a, he was a national football player, and he was, he was murking people. <laughs> and so he's in jail, man. He just beat one case for killing two people. It wasn't him. Or there was a shadow of a doubt that it could have been him. But uh, shortly thereafter, they say he took his life inside of the jail cell. Now, the whole point that I want to uh, get to is... All of a sudden, all this stuff is coming out about his life. And part of the thing that's come out is that he had like a, well, he, so first of all, supposedly he had killed the person he killed because he knew that Aaron Hernandez was bisexual. Okay. And now it's coming out in jail. He had a bisexual lover. Okay. Now I'm not here to talk about that because I don't care that Aaron Hernandez was bisexual or heterosexual. I don't give a shit. But my question though all of a sudden, all his business is being made public after he passed, man. Is that cool? I mean, we all have family members that pass or friends that pass and rumors start out or things come up about their business. Is that cool? Well, uh, we did talk about this a little earlier in the week. And my 
feeling about this has not changed. Okay. I still feel like like he was in the public. I'm still here. He was in the public. All right. So my perspective of this uh, situation still hasn't changed. I feel like he was a public figure, right? Yeah. So yep. even before this, his whole life was in the 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 eye of the public. So okay. I don't feel like in death that his life or his afterlife would still not be in the eye of the public. So these things coming out, they would have came out if he was alive or if he was dead. So okay. in this particular case, and in the case of celebrities, I don't just like they shouldn't have the expectancy to privacy, so to speak. Um yep. Like when they go to the store, they got to expect to be rushed by the paparazzi or fans who want to take a picture or whatever. They got to expect that to happen. So I feel like it's kind of the same even when they pass away or when they kill themselves like a coward like this guy did. Okay, so what about regular people? So say you had a family member die. You walk up in their house. You find out that Uncle Joe was really a crossdresser. Do you come out and tell the fam that Uncle Joe had a bunch of women's clothes and he's got pictures of him in women's clothes? Um, I think I would tell my cousins, like like the closest, like the people closest to me, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, you never believe I just saw Uncle Joe had like pictures of like dogs and like stuff like that. Right. In that case, I don't think it really matters much. I don't I I've, I've never been in that situation so I can't really say what I would do exactly but right right if it was something incriminating I mean they're gone now so I don't know how how would that work like if 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 they were, if it's like pictures of like oh well they bestiality or something like would would, <laughs> would I get sued or something for that like would his family uh, have to get sued not well, would it be like a civil suit so. or something I don't know, but you shouldn't be pushing it though. Like going out showing people, like like say you found Uncle Joe was into child porn or something. That's probably start passing around the videos or whatever. Not like, passing them around. You send it to you, give it to the police. I wouldn't go share the shit. <laughs> well, you said you're gonna share it with your cousin. No, like, no, nah, nah, I feel like child Joe's porn, dog. No, nah, I, I ain't Leland out here, dog. I'm not about to be sharing no, <laughs> no child child porn. Uh, so for real, you gonna throw Leland name out there? Somebody's his his name is already out there. <laughs> Some of these Facebook viewers know who Leland is. <laughs> well, they should know that anyway. Leland was out in Alaska or something, you know, putting out child child porn. So right, right. So know we had people. a situation. We had a situation where some people had passed in the family, super close, right? And they had some iPads and they had some Apple products. And we were like, "Yo, we want to use these Apple products before you know they go out of style or before they um." before they are not able to be used anymore because the technology is too old or whatever, we want to get some use out of the product, you know, like pass it down to the family. Well, there was a passcode on the Apple products, like the iPads that, mm-hmm. that they had. And do so they, do they have, did they have the self-destruct mode on? Nah, see, they don't have like a self-destructing and you can use them. You know, so Apple made it to where it it's maintaining. Uh, nah. Oh, no, um, so when you do the ten tries and it does a self destruct thing, it doesn't wipe it. It, oh, does, you, it just you, wipes it. You have to you have to set it to do that. Most people don't do. That's that. what I'm saying. I got mindset to do that. Oh, so if your if your kid go around keep trying your passcode, all your shit gets erased. 
What are uh, you going to do, though? Or it could be, like, somebody who's not supposed to be looking. Okay. It could, it could be. Gotcha. Yeah. So we couldn't like use the Apple product. We went, to, uh, we went to Apple and asked them to unlock it for us so we can, you know, let the family use it, let somebody get some use out of it. And uh, they were like, nah, we can't nah. do that. And so what Even I realized is... Even with the death certificate is, or anything, huh? They wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so what I realized is, is that, you know what? That is fair because I don't know what kind of pictures they had in that thing. And whatever was their business and was private... They should have the opportunity for that to stay. Private. Okay, so so let me get very, very dark here. Um, I won't use you, so it won't be that dark. So <laughs> say, let's say if it was me um, and I have a cousin or somebody who passed away. Yep. And you said they might have pictures in there that's private that they don't want people to see. Right. What if maybe it was like pictures? pictures what, if, what if it's maybe, pictures of maybe me? Maybe they wearing a strap on or something. Whoa, 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 whoa. What if it's pictures of me naked? Or what if it's pictures of my kids naked in there? You should be okay. able to see that. Now, not that anything's going to happen now because this person's dead, but you can at least now have that conversation with your child, you know, oh, okay. and, and, and get them the help that so, they need. So they're going to need saying, help you're now. Saying, so you're saying that there might be some secrets in there that might affect your life that you should have access to? Because not, not all, all the time. Like, 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 I'm not around any... Um, cousins or uh, or anybody like that that often to where I think that's going to be an issue, but right. but but if you were that type of person who was always around somebody like that, maybe it could. Right. Okay. I can or see maybe that. or maybe it's a person like let's take me for example. Let's say my computer was locked. Well, all of my photography and stuff is on there. All of my pictures are on there. Okay. I want somebody to find that stuff and do something with it. Maybe. Ah, uh, okay. I can see that. Or maybe just, you're your writer and maybe all your beats and stuff is on your on your iPad. And so your right. beats can be sold or you Tupac. Maybe Tupac had all his rhymes on his iPad. Right. Now we can't get them because we don't know his password. <laughs> well, he ain't released them because he ain't want them out either. Maybe maybe it was uh, all he his stuff. He was working stuff. on it. He just wasn't ready to put it out yet. Maybe, maybe it was all his weak stuff. He was like, man, this ain't the ambitions of a rider. This ain't no more pain. This is that this is that week when I did when I was drunk. And then it gets released anyway. That's kind of whack. Hey, all of ODB's music was done when he was drunk, and look how that turned out. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna keep that one to myself. <laughs> I don't want people jumping on me about ODB. So anyway, a couple shows ago, or was this last show? This last show. The funeral thing? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that was for the funeral talk. But a couple shows ago, we had talked a little bit about uh, religion. And when we were talking about religion, what I was aiming toward is just having the ability in 2017 to question what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Question what's going on in your life. Question. Try to get some understanding and know why you do what you do. Okay? Because there's a lot of people out there who don't know what they do. Or why they do it. They do things and they don't know why they do it. Okay. For instance, there's a story that goes around. And it's a story that's trying to teach leadership, right? So there's a woman and a young woman. And she's making a pot roast and her friend is looking at her. Okay? And the friend is asking, well, hey, you just cut the sides off of that pot roast. Why did you cut the sides off of the pot roast? It's like, oh, yeah, because my mom told me that's the way that you do it. 
So then she went back to her mom and asked her mom, was like, yo, moms, check this out. I'm cutting off the ends of the pot roast. You know, why do we do that? Why did you teach me to do it? Like, oh, well, that's the way Nana taught me to do it. So then she goes to Nana, who's in a nursing home, and says, hey, Nana, you know what? You taught moms how to make a pot roast. Mom taught me how to make a pot roast. We always cut the ends off the sides. Why do you cut the ends off the sides of the pot roast? And so Nana said, well, the reason we cut the ends off the sides of the pot roast is because at that time, the pot roast was much bigger than the dish that I had to put in the pot roast. So I had to cut the ends off of it to make it fit in the dish. So all these years, moms didn't know why Nana was doing it. Moms taught her daughter to cut the ends off the pot roast. And it's 50 some years later. Nobody knows why they're cutting off the ends of the pot roast. And there's a problem with that, in my opinion. There's a problem. Okay, so what's the problem? The problem is, is that you should seek to understand why you're doing what you do so you're not perpetuating something that doesn't make any damn sense. That's why. So with this pot roast thing, do you feel like that was like a big problem? Like, did it, like other than them not knowing why they was doing it, like was they throwing away the other ends or? Yeah, they were throwing them out. They weren't cooking them. They were cutting off the ends and tossing them. I never made a pot roll, so are the ends un- inedible, or were they not? You heard the story. The only it's reason meat. they was it's just, them it's off, just meat. Yeah, they was throwing. They was wasting meat. Now, in that perspective, no, it's not that big of a deal. But if you take that story and the essence of that story and apply it to other things of what you do, there's a bunch of people out here who do shit and don't know why they do it. Oh no, I mean, yeah, and, I absolutely agree. There's a lot of things. I was just wondering if that one. If if it like costing them like three hundred dollars in a lifetime of wasted pot roast or, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that math. I didn't do that math. Okay, normally that it, I would, you know, yo, look, you cut the ends off of that pot roast over a ten year time. If you cook pot roast four times a year, you wasted like five hundred sixty seven dollars in pot roast. But I didn't do that this time. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> so so I have I have uh some things where something like that kind of happened where I was doing something or I know people that was doing something and there really was no science or logistics behind it. So something right, like, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, was there anything that you went through like that? The, the first thing I could think of is like, um, we're like owning a dog. So they, some people will tell you, you know, if the dog makes a mess in the house, uses the bathroom in the house, you're supposed to um, take the dog and, you know, put his nose in it. In that way, the dog is supposed to learn not to use the bathroom anymore. Okay. Well, I, I don't I don't I don't have any animals. I just got so, kids, so I wouldn't know nothing about that. So in my adult life, I learned that that's not true. Okay. And what you should do is take a uh, a newspaper, roll it up, and smack yourself in the face with it because it's actually <laughs> it's actually your fault that the dog used the bathroom in the house because you didn't let him out like you're supposed to. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah, so, I never <laughs> So that's a thing that a lot of people um like would do though and they still do it to this day. You know, they get all okay. mad at the dog like the dog's supposed to know not to use the bathroom. It's just like a person, if a person does not have a place to go to the bathroom and they're just under pressure, they're going to go to the bathroom. Just go. Yeah. Right. 
They're going to go wherever they yep. can, wherever they can. They're not going to worry if it's the designated place or not. Well, right. a dog doesn't have a way to communicate that normally. You know, they might, well, I mean, unless you watch them like you should, like my dog will start pacing back and forth. I know what my dog looks like when she has to go to the bathroom. Right. And so that's, that's one of those things where, again, we were taught it should be this way, but really it's a whole completely different thing. I'm not going to go all into how you're supposed to train a dog to go to the bathroom, but right. that's just an example of something that I was taught a long time, but it took me, you know, a few dogs to teach myself, you know, how to potty train a dog. Got you. So I got a personal story on this one. And my mom's is in the room, so she's probably going to enjoy this one or not. <laughs> Since I was a kid, and I don't want to, I don't know if I vividly, you know how you hear stories about something and you build a memory yourself, you know what I'm saying? So maybe I'm building this memory myself about the exact time or when this happened. But as a kid, I wasn't allowed to drink and eat my food at the same time. And it was probably yep. because when we go to McDonald's, I get the high C, I tear down that tear, whole high tear C. that orange high C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't want the, uh, I wouldn't want that, that burger no more. I didn't care about, well, no, I probably still ate the fries. I got my toy. I drank the high C. That's all I need. Fuck that burger. All right. That's where I was at with it. Yep. So I can see my mom's was probably like, yo. You ain't drinking that high C until you eat that fries and that burger. And you ain't getting that toy until you finish that high C after the fact, right? Right. I took that from childhood, and I still, to this day, I do not drink and eat at the same time, dog. I don't do, you, I, I don't do both. Do you, do you enforce that with your own kids? Uh, to an extent. It wasn't until recently, because I stay woke, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just playing. But it wasn't until recently that I realized that, you know what? I should allow the kids to eat and drink. I mean, I guess you just have to pay attention to what your kids do. Like, if your kids are just trying to get orange juice or apple juice or whatever kind of juice and drink up the juice and never eat their food, that's a problem, right? That's problematic because they need those nutrients in their body. They can't, they can't just be drinking up stuff, right? They need to eat, too. Mm -hmm. But again, I took that all the way into my adult life, man. And that could be a problem as an adult if you just eat, 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 and don't drink. Because drinking while you're eating it, it helps your digestion. It helps you digest, You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, yeah. it helps you digest the food. Like, there are so many times that I got food stuck in my throat because I'm just eating and not drinking anything. But I've been trained to do it so long that <laughs> that's just how I am. And so I have to retrain myself to drink while I'm eating. It also makes you eat more, too. You know what I'm saying? Like... I've beaten people like I'm only like at the time I was only like 120. I was like 55120. I'm like 145 now. 55145. 565. 145. And uh I've taken we've had eating competitions. I've taken people who's 215 pounds. I've eaten more than them. You know okay. what I'm saying? I've done that and it's because part of it, I guess I'm kind of cheating is because I'm not even drinking. I'm not filling myself up with that water and whatnot. And I'm taking all this food down. I could have been a fat boy doing that, man, eating like that. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's funny that you say that because you look at me and I am a fat boy. And the reason that is, <laughs> I remember being a kid, maybe, you know, seven or eight or whatever. <clears throat> I was like normal sized, average um, build. I, I remember uh, people saying like, uh, uh, my family saying, oh, you so skinny, boy, you need to eat. Because I wasn't eating nothing. Like my aunt was just on here. I don't know if she's still watching, but she was, she used to, 
like that used to be kind of like the joke that I wouldn't eat anything. Like she would make spaghetti and I would eat around like the peppers on the spaghetti. Okay. And I'm, I'm talking about the black pepper. <laughs> like I would, <laughs> I wouldn't eat. That was like certain shit. I just would not eat. And okay. I remember my father and like, he used to always kind of force me to eat all that food. And I remember he used to say this thing like, um, your eyes are bigger than your stomach and that kind of stuff. And so I would actually get in trouble for not eating all my food, period. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I mean, that that's one of the I guess one of the things that I was taught, like, you know, you're supposed to eat everything, but you really shouldn't be telling your kids to eat everything <laughs> because once they're full, but some of those times I might just actually be full. So if they're full, just let them stop or else you're going to have them eat their way into obesity. So, I mean, and so I think what parents don't understand is that they're training. Ultimately, you're training your kids for life. Your kids only know what you tell them or what they see on TV or what they see family members do. But at a certain point, my mom should have told me like, yo, it's cool. that you, Why don't you drink some water with that? Like by the time I hit 12, she should have like told me that it was cool to drink and eat at the same time. She could have told me that, dog. She could have. It wasn't until in my 30s I'm realizing. But no, I've been I've been dealing with this for a long time as far as uh, knowing that I should be drinking and eating at the same time. I just don't do it. So yesterday I made a conscious effort. It's going to take me some time. Yesterday I made a conscious effort. Because another thing, too, is that it also helps fill you up as well. Mm-hmm. So you're just not pigging out the entire time. Because mm-hmm. the other day, man, for dinner, man, my wife made a fantastic meal, dude. She made some... I t- you know I'm not I'm pescatarian so we're not eating any any uh chicken beef or pork, but she made this pasta that was super good right ate all okay. the pasta I made this huge Caesar salad I mean it was like three or four inches like stacked high it was stacked that high I ate the pasta I ate the salad I didn't drink anything yet but I still felt hungry and so I was about to go make me another meal. Because I thought I was still hungry, but then I realized, you know what, I haven't drink I haven't drank anything yet. So I went back, I drank me like two or three cups of water, because I'm trying to drink a, a gallon of water a day. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to keep that skin looking nice. Right. And uh I felt better after that. But it's something deep down inside of me that is something deep down inside of me that tells me not to drink and eat at the same time. So my mom just kind of meant to tell the truth that that has something to do with the military. And true, I would say this, though. In the military, it helped me because in the Marine Corps, you got like three minutes to eat in boot camp. And so you, you had water with you all day long. You know what I'm saying? So I could drink water at any time of the day that I want to because they force you to drink water. They force you to they encourage they, it, right? they call hydrate. Yeah, they right. encourage. No, 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 no. They force it. Yeah. When you're not even thirsty... A you canteen is a water. quart of water. Yeah. They make you drink a quart of water, even if you're not thirsty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't want you passing out the heat exhaustion. So in that case, it helped me. My mom raising me like that helped me at that time. But outside of that, I'm out here looking crazy, man. Like eating up all this food, not drinking. Like I'm, I, I eat lunch with friends and such. They'd be like, yo, you haven't touched your water. Why aren't you, why aren't you drinking? It's like, man, I was raised that way, man. That's, that's, just, that's just what I do. And so I had to sit back and think about, well, where did that come from? Why do I do that? And the reason I do that is because my mom's told me to. <laughs> there you and go. So I mean, what, I what other to... reason do you need other than my mama told me to? Yeah, exactly. But I, you, 
<laughs> people tell you to do stuff all the time. You just need to make sure you know why you're doing it. Okay? I, I have all. things like that, like um, walking on the outside of the uh, of the sidewalk. You know, walking on the street side of the sidewalk. Yep. Like I always have that little that my mom in my mind telling me, you know, make sure you're walking on the right side of the street of the sidewalk, basically. So if you're walking with a woman, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, you're supposed to yeah. walk with your. You're supposed to be on the side of the street. Ah, to protect that woman, huh? I guess what from getting hit by a train was. or getting hit by a horse right. in a carriage or something. I don't know what the hell it comes from. Um, <laughs> the same thing with splitting poles. Like I don't care about splitting poles, but my father once like jerked me. Like we was walking down the street, he like jerked me back from splitting the pole. Oh man, and, he's superstitious, huh? Yeah, and. But yo, even now, yo, I still, I still like, do that. Your dad was like, you ain't finna give me no bad luck, fool. Stop, <laughs> stop trying Man, to split that Yeah, he like grab you by the collar and like, you know, jerk me back over to the other side. Dog, you almost messed up everything he had going on. He was probably in a good place in his life, dog. He would have had a string of bad luck because of you. He went all those years without splitting the pole. <laughs> and here <laughs> yeah, I am man. about to ruin it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I, I still don't split poles. So, yeah. Yo, so check this one out. So I got another one. Since my mom's is on here, I'm going to go ahead and air it out then. So when I was a kid, you wear underwear, right? You wear the full-on briefs when you were a kid. Most mm -hmm. kids do. And then by the time you hit like age 10, 11, or 12, you start seeing your cousins. They're wearing boxers, right? Oh, so yeah, naturally, you want to wear boxers too. Yeah, right? you turn into a big boy then. That's, that's a rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I want to wear boxers. So Bro, don't tell me that your mama didn't let you wear boxers until you got to a teenager. No, 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 no. So wait. Don't, don't tell <laughs> she me she forced me you into briefs right that whole time. Yo, she telling me to shut up. No, she didn't force me into briefs. She made a compromise, okay? Boxer briefs? Let me tell you. No, 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 no. no. Okay, go ahead. Let me tell you what I had to do. <laughs> I had to wear underwear... And then I could put the boxes boxes over, the over them. Oh man! <laughs> so how long so do you have to do that? Out, you still do that now? I don't still do that now because, and let me tell you why I don't though. Or did you just stop? No, no, no! I ain't been doing that for years. But the difference is, so wait, the difference is, is that the drinking of the water thing. I didn't understand at the time that she just wanted me to 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 eat all my food, and she didn't want me to be drinking and drink myself full, right? Okay. But with the boxers thing, she sat me down and had a conversation. She told me that she wanted to protect my, because there's, there's a lot of studies that have been done, and I looked it up after the fact uh, as an adult. But there's a lot of stu studies that's been done about your testicles hanging. And at a young age, you need to make sure that your testicles stay warm and they stay up and stay supported. And boxers don't support your testicles. And it can it can have a negative effect on your reproductive on your reproductive system as a kid. So my mom sat me down and told me like, look, you need to wear these briefs underneath your boxers because of that reason. The reason that moms had me do that was because it protects your reproductive system as a kid at a young age. You got to make sure that your testicles stay supported. Oh, so and so wearing boxers. Yeah, exactly. So your boxers, you can't be rocking around with boxers as a nine-year-old, 10-year-old. It's not good for the reproductive system. Is that true? And so, yeah, man. Is that like scientifically proven? 
Uh, well, there there are people out there who say that you shouldn't do it, and then there's also opposing scientists that say that that it doesn't make that big of a deal. And the ones that oppose, like they balls are like long as hell. <laughs> Possibly, <laughs> I didn't go and go check into that detail. I didn't go look up uh uh I was, Jack I was, and see if I, his balls hang low. I, I was wondering what like what what made the difference. Is every all balls ain't created equal? Nah, nah, they're not. I guess it's so. all about your cartilage, man. It's all about that skin and, you know, how elastic it is and how low it hangs, man. Maybe people who drink more water has elastic skin so their balls hang. Mm. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Okay. I'm going to have to do some studies on that. But anyway. That's, but a, that's what the title for the podcast, to, by the way. Uh, what's that? All balls ain't created equal. <laughs> <laughs> And so I guess what I'm getting to is that my mom sat me down and explained to me why she had me wear underwear underneath my boxers. So as soon as I got old enough where I felt like, yo, I'm not a kid anymore. I think my reproductive system is straight. I ain't got to do this shit no more. Yeah, they're going to do what they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all done. Yeah, it's all done. You know what I'm saying? So I can wear regular boxes now. And I didn't carry that into adulthood like I did. I was going to say, so were, were you like, how, how old would you say you were when you, when you stopped wearing underwear and boxers? Dog, I don't remember. Was it in middle school? Uh, was it high school? Definitely not high school. Um, did I wear it in? I don't think I did in middle school. I think when I turned 13. Ah, uh, get out of here. I think when I turned 13. There had to be I a couple so. of days in middle school where you had underwear, like, grease and <laughs> it's boxes possible. On. It's possible. I know in middle school I used to wear uh, shorts under my jeans. So, uh, so like if ever I wanted to go hoop or something, I could be ready. I'm always ready to hoop. You had your red jogging suit on. Not so. Yeah, whenever whenever I had my jeans on, I had a pair of uh, basketball shorts up under there, and I was ready to hoop whenever. So you had you, know you had you had your jeans. I was already wearing. So I was wearing like je- a size thirty two, dog. So I was so you had like your- a size thirty two jeans. Uh-huh. And my waist was like a 26, so they was already way too big, so, so you, I could have so, put on. So you, well, I mean, you could fill them out, though. You had your jeans on, you had your basketball shorts, you had your boxers, and your briefs on. And don't <laughs> let it be winter, but you would have your long johns on, too. So you would have, like, five layers. <laughs> right, right. Yo, but you know what? I was warm, my balls were supported, and I was ready to hoop at any time. Talk there about the all per. I was a renaissance man, dog. There you go. So man. don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. <laughs> hey, whatever works for you, man. Yeah, whatever. Man. Shout out to your mom though for uh, making sure your balls were healthy and that you there grew you up go. to be successful. Look, man. if my balls weren't healthy, Dylan wouldn't even be here. He wouldn't have been you know able to interrupt saying? the podcast like that. Exactly. We wouldn't have this interruption if my mom didn't tell me to wear briefs underneath my boxers. Shout out to you, moms. I love you. Good looking. There we go. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, dog. You could be listening to anyone in the world. Jaron and I definitely appreciate that. Thank you. We thank the viewers that came in on the Facebook Live joint. We thank the listeners that come in every single week. We appreciate you. And if you're new to us, we appreciate you too because you gave us your time. All right. Jaron and I have another Corporate Streets production. It's called The Powercast. So whether you're corporate, whether you're street, doesn't matter what your mentality is, you need to take control of your life. You want that power. You need to gain that power. We're trying to help you with that. We're reading the book, The 48 Laws of Power. All right. The book is by Robert Greene. We read it. We ingest it. 
and we give you our interpretation of the book and how it's applied in life. We give you real life examples. We give you celeb examples. It's a little bit different from the book, The 48 Laws of Power, because uh, his examples are all historical. Ours are more real time. All right. The book is interesting. The PowerCast is dope. We release it every Friday. Go check it out. Listen to it on your car ride, train ride, bus ride. Make it more productive, man. It's only 30 minutes, all right? If you want to email us, you can get us at thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. You need help handling the situation, drop us a line. We can help you. We are the advice connoisseurs, all right? Or you can hit us up on Twitter, at Corp Streets, and you know what you're listening to. This is the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who love chicken Alfredo pasta, but they'll never eat a woman's spaghetti because their dad told them not to. Peace. <laughs> you been holding on to that one? Go ask your dad. <laughs> no, go ask your dad why not to eat a woman's spaghetti. Go ask him. We Find explained out that already. Dumbass reason he got. We explained Find out that. Dumbass reason he got. We we explained <laughs> that on the podcast already. Yeah, we did explain it. Maybe somebody didn't catch it, dog. I'm just go find out why though. All right. Sarah makes good chicken Alfredo too, dog. So shout out to her. Yeah, <laughs> dog. It's okay to eat spaghetti that a woman made. Okay. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) Peace.